So we have a very special guest on um, Meded Stuff and Nonsense. Uh, Gongas Girl and I have invited uh, Kenrin on to talk about, I guess, the events. So we're going to call it events or the incident of the uh, weekend on uh, Med Twitter in Australia. Um, G'day, it's uh, Min Lekong here of The Farm. I'm glad to be on this fantastic new podcast with uh, Tanya and Beck. I think it's a great effort and um, you guys should um, keep up your uh, nonsense that you have on the podcast. Yeah, so it's so exciting to have you here, Ketterman. It's, um, we're talking about this RACGP conference and I think all of you, probably the same time as I did, saw this ad pop up for GP19 in Adelaide and they were advertising these four keynote speakers that all happened to be men and all happened to not be GPs. And there's a, uh, a journalist who's now, I think, a medical student or a doctor called Amy who... partly a medical student. She's part. She's a medical student who kind of yeah noted this and said, "Hey guys, where where are the men? This is a this is a manal. Are you kidding me? It's a manal. Uh, four keynotes, all men. Um, as we know, GPs in Australia there's over fifty percent now, and couldn't we find a woman to give a keynote speak? And um, it's really interesting when you follow people's commentary on it. Um, you know, a lot of people said, yeah, it's kind of not really great in 2019 to have this as a conference lineup in Australia. There was this thread of people saying, oh, well, I don't care what gender you are, I just want you, I just want the people there based on merit. Um, and then, of course, the RACGP actually responded themselves and sort of said, well, we tried, but they were too in demand. We tried, but they were too in demand, thus ticking off a couple of the... Uh, Manal conference bingo excuses, and so it's so interesting this concept of merit. Who is who? Who has the merit to be a keynote speaker at a medical conference? Um, when I think about the speakers I've listened to this year, the best speaker I heard was uh, Jill Hicks at Smack, and. You know, some people on Twitter say, oh, look, you can only be a keynote if you've got a, a long list of publications or if you've come up with something medically which is really funky. Well, she hasn't done any of that. But I can tell you, uh, listening to her speak was incredible. She's a very inspiring human. She's funny. She's knowledgeable. She um, teaches us medics and people so much about respect and humility and forgiveness. For me, she's the best speaker, but for a lot of people on Twitter, she, would, she wouldn't qualify because she hasn't published in medical publications. Well, I think, I think the, the key for me about the RACGP lineup for the keynotes was that actually I think um, there are two doctors and two that aren't doctors, and they, they were specifically looking for patients or consumer reps and um, and other types of keynotes. So um, to suggest that the actual direct quote from RACGP is, we take your feedback, Amy, we did try to secure female keynote speakers for GP19, but they were too in demand to accept. So that suggests that of 50% of the population, granted, perhaps they're not all appropriate keynote speakers, but of the 50% of the population of Australia, who, which includes patients and doctors and professional speakers and a whole raft of others um, of female and um, other, other, others who identify by other genders were unavailable. 
which is they, they were the all unavailable. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a joke. It's a joke. I had I had uh, there was a great comment on Twitter from Mark Hamill, who's a, a, a GP over in Canada, who said that that was amongst the best. Uh, the dog ate my breakfast. Excuse. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, Kirsty Burrow said the same thing. That's the that's the type of excuse my kids give me when they don't clean their room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was great. And she tells them, I mean, the best, you know, this is this is an audio medium, but the best gift of the whole whole thing was surely the Yoda. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 the Yoda thing. The Yoda. Yeah, do, do, not, not try. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think if we go back to, and, you know, we're, we're calling this episode something along the lines of Groundhog Day or Deja Vu, and, he, and you know, Min knows that I was even able to have gender equity in my Groundhog gifts, courtesy of the original Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's and, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Russian, that was awesome. And the Russian doll with Natasha Leon, which we'll, we will attach to this. Um, but, you know, that that realistically that this was so similar to last weekend's events. Yeah, exactly. It was about a week ago. The same thing happened. It was just the same, the AGM. Can a woman intubate as well as a man? Who's better? So um, one of the Sorry. keynotes, it's, so it's really sweet. One of the keynotes who's uh, he's, Martin, he's apologized. Martin yeah. Senevaratni has yeah. apologized and he has said he's disappointed also with a lack of gender diversity and he has said that he's written to RACGP, has offered to forego his spot and has given them a list of appropriately qualified female alternatives. And, now, and that's the other, quite a turn, turn up, isn't it? No, I think it's great. And, and the, one of the big things that people um, are criticising about, they call it the Twitter rage or the Twitter pile-on or this, this kind of this mob mentality that can build up amongst, um, uh, I don't know, hysterical women on social media and, and, and basically... <laughs> hysterical angry women. Yeah, angry hysterical women. angry women. And, and, and they go on and, and I know I saw some comments from, from Martin Lowe who's... Uh, palliative care physician here in Australia, and he was saying, he sounded actually a bit upset, actually, saying that he thinks that there's a bit of this Twitter pile on. And the same thing happened with the AGM article, like people were saying, oh, you know, it's, it's a big mob mentality. But I actually see it that Twitter is actually assisting or, you know, doing what should have been done in the first place. So with the AGM article, Twitter basically suggested really what the editors should have been doing. And similarly here, Twitter's the response on Twitter is basically just helping RACGP do what they should have been doing and be uh, representative of their, you know, majority female membership. And and if the female members are going to complain and say they're disappointed, I, I think that's perfectly legitimate. So I actually think Twitter is actually a, a very powerful way to directly communicate with your audience. And if people don't realise that now, then I think, that they're missing out. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the AGM have, has no Twitter presence at all, and that poor uh, corresponding author was left hanging to address the concerns, and he addressed them very directly and very profoundly. And in fact, similarly here, we've got a keynote who's kind of saying what we want to hear, whilst the RACGP yeah. is just coming up with dog ate yeah. my homework. It's really interesting, Very quickly, and very quickly, very within quickly. less than 24 hours, less yeah. than 24 hours. And I think that's great. And, and some people feel, I don't know, threatened by that, by saying it, you know, that's not the way 
things should be done. But I think absolutely that's you know that that shows the power of a democratic process. Even and, and maybe some people don't like it that way, but I, I think it's you know more power to it. Well, men, I can tell you on the female-only Facebook groups of doctors, probably your um, your wife's on them. People are angry about this because it's just another thing bouncing on the nerve where the female doctors are just dismissed and invisible. They're really annoyed, and rightly so. Yeah, and I think what I've been seeing in the private um, and hidden Facebook groups is that that, uh, people, and predominantly women, are saying things that aren't actually being said on Twitter, and I think that what what you've said is right, Min, that the conversation largely on Twitter has been respectful. Yes, there are a lot of people, and mostly women, responding And that is because they are upset and it absolutely does make a difference to see uh, a group represented. Um, As um, Sky Kinder, who is the Young Australian of the Year for Victorians, said, it was harmful, she sees it as harmful to see only males represented. Um, And so I think it's, it's a powerful medium and in order to be part of the conversation, RACGP and other colleges and other conference organisers really need to be there and have a presence um, to, to be part of that conversation. But don't you think, Beck, it's amazing that someone has produced this promotional material and they've got, we're announcing our four keynote speakers and they've gone, bloke, 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 bloke. And oh, look, I think that out. And no one's actually eyeballed that and gone, oh, hang on. In a, in a, <laughs> this ain't going to play well. Well, I, but, uh, you know, as, as, as was pointed out, um, and again, I think it was by Kirsty Forrest saying um, the message suggested that they were aware there was a problem because they said we did try but they were too in demand. So, so the visual and the optics, and in 2019, optics are everything, particularly if you're going to advertise that type of stuff on social media, which is how they're going to go about it, um, was a significant fail um, and perfectly predictable. And, you know, realistically, it's perfectly reasonable to expect more in twenty. Well, particularly if you're paying for it. I mean, th- these conferences I've attended, and, and they're, not, they're not cheap. And, and so I think if you're asking people to pay money, they're, they're members of your college, and, and they expect a certain standard, then, then I think it's absolutely fair criticism. I think, you know, that this, this idea um, that that it's unfair, it's unfair upon the invited keynote speakers to kind of criticise this public so openly and so public, because uh, I have seen that on the Twitter threads, people saying, you know, think about the keynote speakers who have been invited, it's, it's quite, you know, um, embarrassing or shameful and all that kind of stuff. Uh, look, I, I think if you, if you are uh, advertising for an event, you're asking people to pay money for it, and they're not happy with what you're offering, I think it's absolutely your right to say, you know, I'm not happy with it and, and, and these are my reasons. Um, and so I think uh, whether the speakers feel ashamed or not, uh, one of them has actually directly responded already, which is good for him, um, then then I, I think that's a separate issue, to be frankly honest. I agree. Yeah. I don't. I don't mm. think anybody directed any criticism at the keynotes, there and that was no criticism at all yeah. on those private that, groups or those secret groups. Not a single person has had any chip at any of those four keynotes because clearly they're quality speakers, they're quality people, and it's not. It's not a slight against them at all. 
No, it's about the process and it's about, you know, RACGP is a big organisation and an institution who should have a process around this. And as Min has said, I think it, the majority of their membership are female, correct? Well, I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's, it's about something that. like 52% of GPs in Australia are it's women. About, I'm not sure about, in terms last of year was membership about 48%, of RACGP. So it's, it's pretty close, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I think it's perfectly reasonable that the, an expectation of the college and committee organisers was is to have ideally equal representation and certainly Yeah, we not, shouldn't um, be kind of like embarrassed about asking for it. It's 2019 and, and that's what I kept saying on Twitter that people were going, oh, you know, don't make a big deal about it and all this kind of stuff. But it's 2019 and like, like Tanya said, is that 52% of, of GPs are female already and they're paying just as much money for their membership. They don't get a discount on their membership and you certainly don't get a discount on going to the conference, that's for sure. So, you know, I'd say, you know, it's well within their uh, rights as members to, to, to ask for that. And so I, I think, you know, it's 2019. Yeah. Well, I think um, just like last week and other matters, it's kind of been a Groundhog Day or deja vu moment of the power of Twitter and that, and of people having a voice and of organisations needing to be there.